Hi, I'm your host, Eric Rosenberg. I'm a personal finance expert and consultant. I love all things finance, and I have my own blog and podcast at personalprofitability.com. For a quick heads up, I am not a registered financial advisor, and this podcast is for information purposes only. Hello, everybody. I am so excited to be here with the man, the myth, the legend, Jay Money of Budgets Are Sexy. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for the epic uh, intro there. I like that. I wish um, all my friends could say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you are uh, a great guy. I've known you a long time through uh, the financial blogging world. As I mentioned, you have your own site, Budgets Are Sexy, which you've been running for, for a long time now. I know you're, you're like me. You're kind of a dinosaur blogger. You've been around the block. Uh, so how long have you been doing your site, Budgets Are Sexy? And how did yeah. that come to be? Yeah, I started it in 2008, kind of off of a whim. I just got interested in money and budgeting. I actually didn't even have a budget myself. Um, I bought a house, no money down, didn't really know what I was doing. And I thought it was probably good I start tracking my money and paying more attention found blogging online. I didn't even know what a blog was and people just sharing their stories. And it just really, I don't know, I just got connected by the people and, and their examples. So I started Budgets Are Sexy to be kind of fun. And, you know, budgeting in general, as many people probably won't be shocked by, is not that exciting. And so like, I try and make it interesting, make it, uh, you know, make you actually want to budget for, you know, the dream lifestyle and whatnot. Um, so yeah, it's been about 10, about 10 years and I actually sold it. And then I actually reacquired it, um, this year, which is a whole other side of blogging and business. Um, but it's great. I yeah. talk to people about money all day and, um, talk to people like you and your listeners and it's just fun. It's fun to talk about something that most of us keep inside and don't have people to talk to about it. Yeah, I agree. I, I love talking about money as, as our listeners know. So we, uh, we know, you know, a lot about budgets and net worths. That's one of the core things that you're into right now on your site. So for somebody who doesn't know as much about this, let's say you're new to tracking budgets and net worths, could you describe in your own words, what is a net worth? Yeah. So a net worth is basically kind of just like a financial snapshot of your money, you know, all your savings, your debt, car loans, checking account money, um, student loans, like anything relating to money in your life. You know, there's some that are positive, like savings accounts, and then there's some that are negative, like your credit card debt. And the difference between the two is basically your net worth. Uh, so if you have $1,000 in savings and $2,000 in debt, you know, your net worth is negative $1,000. So at first, especially if you're just starting out in the career or you're young, most people's net worths are negative. And it's really scary to sit down and, and track it. But once you get over that first hump, Every month going forward, provided you're paying attention and trying to improve, that number should get better for the most part and trend upwards. And what I like about it is that if you do have debt and that's your focus, you can pay some off. And every time you pay it off, your net worth improves. And then let's say you don't have debt. Let's say you're into investing now. Every time you invest and do well, it goes up. So no matter what side of the equation you're working on, it always reflects in your net worth. You know, and, and budgeting is great too, tracking your money and all that good stuff. That's only kind of just like one side of the equation, cash flow. And so this the net worth kind of captures your whole entire financial picture and really takes you five, ten minutes to update once a month, copy and pasting numbers by logging into your accounts. Well, so I was just about to ask you, how often should you update your net worth and where would you find that information? So, so you mentioned you do that about once a month and you look at all of your accounts. So 
If yeah. you were going to go through that process, let's say you want to do your first ever net worth, uh, you want to do it with just pen and paper to keep it easy. Where should you look to find the information for that net worth? Yeah. So the the nice thing is, um, yeah, you just go to your your normal accounts that you log into. So if you have a check in a savings account, you go to your bank, you know, online website, you log in, you copy and paste your balances, um, or you write it down if you're doing uh, uh, pencil going and paper. Old yeah, go <laughs> old school here. Yeah, yeah. Easier to do spreadsheet, by the way, or Google Doc or something. Um, and that's what I do. I have little tabs, um, and I copy. I log into my savings, my investing. Um, my credit card stuff, plop the numbers in there and you only do it one time. I do it monthly just cause it, it keeps me on top. And I know like throughout the month, like, all right, I'm going to update my numbers. So I better behave. You know, some people <laughs> do it quarterly or even yearly, which is fine once you get good with money. Um, but I think starting out, it's good to do it monthly just so you stay on top of it. Um, and it, and it's interesting because over time, even if you're not actively trying to do anything with your money, let's say you're just done with budgeting and done with like paying attention to money. But when you're there and, you know, let's say you're at a bar or let's say you're at Subway trying to get some food or whatever, every time you're about to swipe your card, subconsciously, sometimes you remember that it's going to reflect in your net worth. So you start changing your your behaviors because of that constant updating, you know, because you could only log in, you know, update your net worth and it keep going down for a certain amount of time until like it shocks you into taking action, you know. <laughs> um, so it does help overall get your mind going in the right direction for sure. Yeah, so I know my own net worth. I've been tracking it every month since I was in college, way, way back when. And around the time I graduated and finished grad school, my net worth was just about zero. And uh, yep. it has been going up steadily ever since. You know, there's up months and down months. But to me, it feels kind of like a game, like it's something to win. As long as I'm going up, it's like I'm winning. And if it's going down, it's like I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> but if, yeah, you, if you don't yeah. feel that way, if you're not like me, where you just can look at the number and feel excited, what are some other reasons to track your net worth? Why would someone care and be motivated and excited to see their net worth go up? To be honest, like the whole point of money, really, and earning, I mean, lots of people want more money and they want to be a millionaire. But I think the point is like, what, like, what's the point of the money? Like, what does it do for you? Like I know people that are well into five, 10, $15 million net worth, but they're miserable. They're day to day. They hustle too hard. They're working constantly. They don't go out and enjoy themselves. And every time I ask them, you know, Hey, like what, what's your goal here? It's like, oh, I want to like double my network, double my business, double this. I'm like, great. Let's say you do that. And I was like, then what? And they're like, Oh, I'm going to double it again. I'm like, this, they're going to be doubling it for the rest of their life. They're going to be like multimillionaires. But, but they're not enjoying life. So to me, money, the point of it is to, to craft your ideal lifestyle. You know, um, when I started tracking my worth, similar to you, I've been doing it for about 15 years now, uh, maybe 14 years. You know, it was lower um, and I just wanted lots of money. Like I thought that was cool to be a millionaire and like wear flashy stuff, you know, and I was in my 20s and I could party and do this. And as I got older, I realized the point was like freedom to be able to wake up and do what I want to do is really important to me. If I want to work, I can work. If I don't want to work, if I want to just volunteer or play video games, like the ability to control your time and not actually have to think about money, like that to me is just like crazy good. So like you you do pay attention to your money for a solid 5, 10, 15 years and, and get on track. But the beautiful thing is once you're good at it, just like other stuff you do, you don't have to think about it. Like it, once you get the ball rolling and compound interest goes and your investments going, like you do nothing and it grows. I mean, it's really sickening and kind of stupid because you want that early on when you get started. But once mm -hmm. you get the ball rolling, you know, you're good. So, so I think 
to answer your question, like freedom to me is the point of tracking everything. Yeah, that's that just made me think of we have a a mutual friend Miranda Marquit, and she has a site that she calls Planting Money Seeds. Oh. As you're talking about what's happening in ten or fifteen years down the road, it, it can feel hard today. And we live in that YOLO world where we want instant gratification. But if you plant that seed today, you know, well, we might not grow money trees. We are able to build a system that can keep running. And let us live that life that you're talking about. You know, maybe we won't all be multimillionaires, but we can live a life where we can have a little more control over our time. We don't have to stress about the next bill. We don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. So tracking that net worth, yeah, I agree. It's just such a great goal and a great way to understand where you're at. You know, it's like businesses track their finances and you should too, right? It's, uh, it's important to know where you're at. Yeah. And I'll say like different levels of your net worth changes to like your first $10,000 positive, right? Like that feels good. Like that's probably like so, so, so hard and takes the longest time to like actually get to. But once you get to 10, getting to 50 or 100 goes faster. And really, once you hit 100, it just multiplies because you've already learned the basics. You've already set the systems up. Your mindset is good. And, and this can take years too, by the way. It's not like overnight. But once you get yeah. there... Like if it takes you 10 years to get to 100,000, for example, it might only take you two to get the next 100 or three to get, you know, 500. Like it sounds ridiculous, especially if you're just starting out, but it just compounds so drastically once you hit a threshold. So do start going for your first five or 10,000 and you'll notice over time, it does get easier, at least mentally. Like it still takes a long time and it's annoying mm-hmm. sometimes, but but you it goes faster once you get going. Um, that's really the hardest part is just committing to it and doing it and then trying to, you know, challenge yourself versus what other people around you are doing. Yeah. Like I often say when I'm writing about money, getting that first dollar saved is so important because that's the hardest dollar. And every dollar after that's going to be easier to save. And if you can set up automations, like actually through the PayActive account, if you're a user, you can automatically save towards a specific goal every month or every payday on whatever schedule you want. So let's say you're trying to build up your first emergency fund. Maybe you want to save $500 or $1,000 to make sure uh, if you have a hospital visit or your car breaks down, something like that, you could cover the expense. And, and I, I like how you were saying that it starts slow, but it gets faster and faster over time. And and there's a couple parts of that equation. You know, one, I, we've talked about, you were mentioning there's your savings and your checking, and then there's also debt. So if you pay off that debt, you're not having any money go out towards interest anymore. And that's just more money you can save, right? That's more to go oh, to your net yes. worth. Yes. And you also mentioned compounding. And that's something a lot of people don't know a ton about. So could you explain for someone who's using a savings account, let's say, how does compounding work there? Yeah, it's really simple. Banks pay you money to hold your money because they go and make money off your money, basically. And so they'll give you a percentage, let's say, I don't know, right now, I don't know, it's like super low, like point something, but let's say it's just like 5% to make it easier, which would be amazing. And back in the day, they had like 10 or 15% interest too, which is bonkers. I don't know, like 20, 30, 40 years ago or something. Yeah, in the 80s, um, you could and, get is that it? super yeah. high rates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but basically just having your money sitting there, let's say you have $100 and the interest rate is is 5%, you know, at the end of the year, let's say. Then now at the end of the year, you now have a hundred plus the 5%, which is $5. So you have $105 there, but every year or month, depending on, you know, how, how they calculate it, you just keep your, the money, the little 
dollars keep adding on top of it. And then your interest is paid on the bigger number. So every month or year keeps getting higher and higher. And it's literally just the same amount of money that you have in there. And actually what you should Google is called the doubling penny. It asks you like, how many days do you think it takes to get to like a million dollars or something by just doubling a penny? And like, you might think it's like a thousand or 2000 days or something, but it's for, I'm not going to spoil it, but you'll be really surprised how fast millions of dollars adds up by just doubling a penny. And that's like an extreme version of compounding. That's compounding 100%, I think it is, daily or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's like bonkers. So that really, like you see that chart, you're like, okay, like I need some compounding going on, you know? And that's why people yeah. invest in more riskier stuff. Like savings is super conservative, is guaranteed, you know, the government backs it and all that good stuff. But, you know, now you got people in crypto and stocks and all this stuff. That in theory could go up super high compounding, but also can go the opposite way as well, compounding negative. In your credit, there's bad compounding, right? So like your Mm -hmm. credit card debt, all that interest is doing the opposite for you. That's why it takes you forever to pay something off, you know, even more than your original amount. If you put $500 in credit card and not, you know, just pay the interest for 10 years, that 500 is still there, you know, plus whatever else is accumulating. So you know, it's scary. So that's why lots of people harp on getting rid of debt because it's going against you. And then that's why, you know, you can put that into savings or investing after and it compounds for you. Yeah, that's great advice. It's 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 kind of like the secret rich people have. It's not that big of a secret. If you, you know, have $100 put away, as you said, and earn 5%, then the next year you'll earn interest on the $105. Then the next year you'll earn it on a bigger amount and a bigger amount. And that's that's what it means when your money is working for you, right? That's that's how you build your wealth. Literally, like that month, that same example, you put $100 in there and let's say someone puts $100 million in there. You both did the exact same thing. You put the same amount, you did nothing for a year, you only got $5 at the end of it. And oh, great. What's what's 100 million times 5%? 5 percent? <laughs> 5 million, 5 million. So that dude or girl just earned $5 million for doing the exact same thing you did just because they added a bigger pot to play with. So that is, yeah, like the rich does get rich. It's not that they're smarter or doing anything different. I mean, a lot of them are smart, of course, mm-hmm. but like they are just playing with bigger chunks of money. And, and taking advantage of it. But all of us can take advantage of it no matter how much we have. But that's like, you know, extreme level. Yeah, yeah. We got to start with that first dollar. That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah. When, oh, yeah. Once you're there, you can you can always keep going. Yes. So this was great. This was really educational and fun to chat about. I know you're into skateboarding and finance and doing all this really cool stuff. And you are really fun to follow online. You know, I, I'm a read your newsletter and I've been a reader of your site for many years. And if other people want to join the J Money fan club and follow along, where should they go? There you go. Um, yeah, you can go to budgetsaresexy.com, which is my personal finance blog. Um, oh, and I made a, a link for you guys. If, if you want to go budgetsaresexy.com slash spreadsheets, um, it links to like all these free spreadsheets that you can track your budget and your net worth. I use one that like has them both on the same spreadsheet. So if, if you want to get started, you could do that. They're all free. And then if you want to learn all about my other projects that I have online, you can go to jmoney.biz, which is just the letter J, then money, then dot B-I-Z. Oh, and I'm on Twitter at Budgets Are Sexy if you want to chat there. But yeah, feel free to reach out. I love talking about this stuff. And um, yeah, it's good that you guys listening are actually care. Hey, it's awesome you're on the show because you care and you're paying attention and spending the time, you know, but really think about that dream lifestyle of yours and work backwards and start getting the money and it'll eventually, you know, get you there. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And as, as we always like to finish off with one last question, if you were talking to the managers out there, the people out there trying to help their employees thrive and succeed with their money, what advice would you give to those leaders? So I'm going to give a specific one. And and so for me, something that was really big was um, having a 401k, which is basically your company, they match money that you take out and invest in your own money from your paycheck. So if you, you know, invest 3%, really good employers will match that 3% or even give more. So if you don't have, if your company doesn't have a 401k plan, like that's like a really huge thing you could do for your employees to help them invest faster and easily without much even notice because it all takes out of your paycheck. You don't pay taxes on it in that, in that beginning part. And if you do have a 401k plan, but you're not matching, if there's a way you can match that is even more motivation for people. And if you do have a 401k plan and you do match, then third best thing is what funds you're giving your employees access to. Because a lot of funds in 401k plans have really huge fees just for having money in there that, that eats away a lot of your, your compounding. So just having someone review it and making sure that there's some good options for people to invest in. You know, you hear those surveys all the time that like if you have people automatically opt in when they start working for you, where they have to manually unlock in or well, that's not the word, the D-roll or something, <laughs> whatever that yeah, yeah. that get them to unenroll, most people don't take the time, which is actually more beneficial for them because they're going to be investing. Um, so, so any of those things around 401k is like my number one thing for employers because it's something that you can do and massively helps employees for the long term. Well, that is great advice and something I agree with completely. So thank Yay. you again so much. And again, listeners, head to budgetsaresexy.com. You can find everything about Jay Money and see his beautiful face and mohawk. You can't <laughs> see that right now. On and the, my uh, shirt. On I'm wearing a budgeting shirt, but you can't see it because your audio it says, what does it say? I like big budgets and I cannot lie. <laughs> <laughs> and I do like big budgets and I cannot lie. That's a great way to end it up. Thank you so much, Jay Money. Thank you to all the listeners for sticking with us. And we will talk to you next time. See y'all later. And as we always like to say at the end of our shows, go on out there and live the life you've earned. Thank you so much for being with us today. Have a great rest of your week. Bye-bye.